many as we have 11 kids. Uh, we're expecting our 12th actually in a week. So, yeah. Some, somebody out in the hallway. Uh, yeah, my wife. Give it to my wife. She really deserves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, somebody out in the, in the hallway, I was holding, I was getting ready to pick up Corey, our youngest, who's a year and a half. And somebody said, Oh, is that your granddaughter? And I was like, No, she's my daughter. <laughs> so, I guess I'm looking older. Dad, how are we doing? You guys doing okay? John, doing okay? John, 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 doing okay? He's sleeping. Wait, sit in the other chair. Wait, okay. <laughs> doing okay here? Michael, yeah? Okay. Have you opened your root beer yet? Have you opened your root beer yet? Okay. Just just check in. Oh, well, okay. You could you help yourself. This is pretty amazing. Um, yeah, Jenny, my wife, and I moved uh, to Fort Myers last fall to work with New Mission Systems International. And we... I, I basically just work in their mobilization department, and we uh, we do the short-term trips, like with the Bulgaria group that's leaving this week. Uh, be praying for them. They leave. They fly out on Friday, be gone for a week. So be praying for them. But that's what we. That's part of my job. And I also work with internships and apprentice, apprenticeships with the mission. So that's part of my job. But it's been fun to be here uh, in Fort Myers. Actually, it was a great winter to be down here, moving from Missouri, where it's been very, very cold, and to be able to live down here where it's warm. It's been kind of an amazing change. Uh, we are the family with a lot of kids. Uh, some people, yeah, don't know how to deal with that. But we, actually, one of our first Sundays here, I was really embarrassed, and I thought they might not ever ask us back. But we, we came, and we were, you know, trying to figure out how to do all the kids' stuff, and got some of the kids delivered over here, some of the kids over here, and some came into the worship service with us, and we, we thought we were doing well. I was getting everybody afterwards, and, but the kids wanted to get some bread and stuff, at the, which is great to be able to have refreshments afterwards. But the kids were getting... Read something. We were trying to get everybody out to the van, got out to the van, started the van, and um, the guy in his car next to me, I don't, I don't remember who even who it was, but the guy rolls down his window and talks to Jenny and my wife in the passenger seat and said, my daughter in the back seat, she looked like she was five, my daughter thinks you left your son back back in, at the church. And I was like, Mike is gone. <laughs> anyway, so we had to go back and get our child and, uh, yeah. Thank you for loving on our children <laughs> and looking after the ones we leave behind. Anyway, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Well, I wanted this morning to build on something that Jeff introduced last week when he talked about unstoppable mercy. Uh, it seems that mercy in God's definition, and Jeff did a good job hitting on it. I got to hear his message and read his notes, but uh, just that, that mercy with God is that you and I really deserve punishment. Okay? Um, kids, you can identify with that. You know, I think Allison mentioned you know, not giving us what we deserve sometimes, Dad. Um, but God's mercy is that you and I sometimes deserve punishment, but God's mercy stops it, doesn't it? And aren't you glad that God has mercy? But there's another aspect of God's love for us that he, he not only stops his mercy, but he finds a way to reach over, even though we don't deserve it, and to give us blessing, doesn't he? Or, or this thing called grace, that, that Jesus going to the cross went there, and, and he stopped God's judgment into our lives. But he also has brought into our lives this thing called grace. That every day you and I get up and we get gifts, we, we get his provision, we get health, we get all these things given to us, and, and, and God is pouring out grace. He's pouring out blessing to us. And this morning I want to look at a topic called um, unstoppable blessing. Unstoppable blessing. It's something that God wants to give you and I. Um, a couple weeks ago, I, I was re- flipping through a Christian magazine and I saw this picture of a, of a guy and coming out of his mouth was just, it looked like this huge oil spill. And, and it triggered something in me thinking, wow, I mean, 
before living in Missouri, I really didn't care what happened in the Gulf. Um, sorry. But, but now that we live here, I'm thinking, what else, Bill? Will it reach us? Well, you know, what, what's up? I'm, catch, I'm following the news, trying to catch up on it. But, but it, it's been a fascination for me thinking about all the devastation that could happen because of this one leaky spot on the bottom of the ocean floor that's, that's pouring out stuff. But from the picture, you and I, sometimes what comes out of us is not what God intends. Uh, God wants to pour out of us life, but what, sometimes what comes out of us is not life. It, it's death producing. In Proverbs, um, Solomon says this, uh, chapter 18, verse 20. It says, With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Catch that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Um, I appreciate your stories about your dad. That was, I wanted to cry, but just how his words have been so powerful for you. His prayers have been so powerful for you. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's the way he wanted us to be. And Solomon said both of them are there. The potential for, for death or the potential for life. James wrote it a different way in chapter 3. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This hadn't ought to be, James said. It's a pretty strong statement. This should not be coming out of you. Um, It it seems that our words and our lives have this ability um, uh, with the oil, oil junk, we have this ability to curse. People. And it's not a voodoo magic thing of, you know, to curse. It's really the ability of words to have a power to change the course of a person's life. Okay? Your words have the ability to change the course of a person's life. Okay? Not just for dads, today on Father's Day, but, but for all of us. Our words, our life have the ability to, to curse another. Sometimes, Whenever you and I believe a lie instead of God's truth about us, there's this, there's this thing called a curse on us or on our lives. And whenever you and I believe that, that, that lie more than what we believe God's truth about us, then, then Scripture refers to that as a stronghold in your life. For example, um, maybe you're a kid. Maybe somebody called you chubby, for example. It happened in our house this week. My eight-year-old daughter, eight-year-old daughter comes to me and says, Dad, who's, she's skinny as a rail. Dad, they're calling me chubby. And, and I was like, honey, you're not chubby. I know, but they're calling me chubby. You know, like, like, it's funny, like, even just that one little word has that ability to change the way you, you look in the mirror and you go, oh my gosh, I am chubby. Oh, I want look, look a little flab here. Like, oh, I, you know, like, that one little comment made to you has that ability to affect who you are. Um, a couple weeks, well, actually, it's been about a month ago, I got a phone call um, from a friend of ours back in the Midwest. And Bill's in his 60s. He's been a successful physician, um, worked in a small rural community, and has given much away uh, to people who, didn't, who couldn't even afford health care. Um, he's in his 60s now, has raised all of his children. They're gone. Um, and and he's, uh, he, said, he, just, he just shared, I've been going through this cycle of depression for the last three years, and I can't stop it. I go, Bill, what's going on? And he just 
talking. I'm, I, I'm doing all the same stuff. I'm trying to keep up with things, and I, I, I just I, I don't have any energy. So I was asking Bill about his life, what's been going on, and um, he said, well, I'm, I'm still doing this, still doing this. I go, do, do you have a day off? And he's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm still working seven days a week. I go, still working seven days a week? He goes, yeah, I've always worked seven days a week. It's like, why? And I got to exploring, I was trying to explain, why do, you, why do you work seven days a week? Why can't you take a day off? What's, what's up? And he shared back with me a story years ago when he was a kid that he had uh, older brothers who were, were athletic, but he, he was a reader and he loved to be inside reading. And his dad would come to him and say, you're lazy. You're never going to amount to anything. You're lazy. You're never going to amount to anything. And, and as we were talking, I realized that, that there was this curse placed on Bill years ago, 40, 50 years ago as a little boy who still thinks of himself as lazy if he's not out working. <laughs> that, that you and I have that ability to, to leave a curse. Isn't that huge? But God instead wants us to give something called a blessing. Um, years ago, back in the 80s, actually I found this book um, by Gary Smalley, John Trent. You can find it on half.com for 80 cents. It's, it's an amazing book. Both of them psychologists. They look at this thing called The Blessing, and that's the name of the book, The Blessing. In it, Smalley and Trent kind of explore what happens whenever you and I don't receive a blessing from our fathers or from our parents. And, and oftentimes, what, what comes out of us because of that. And they explore these five components of what they call the blessing. And, and I put them on my daddy backpack today so I could just help you remember these five elements, okay? Dads, if this were a toolbox, you'd have a toolbox, okay? But, but uh, there are things that you can pull out of your backpack at any time and give away to your kids on any given day. And, and you would be able to give them this blessing, okay? So we'll look at these five components. First one, if I can find it, is meaningful touch, <laughs> okay? This is a gross hand that they had at the office of Crosspoint, but uh, I, I snagged it, okay? Meaningful touch. Uh, you and I, simply by, the, by our touch, can communicate in a meaningful way worth to another person, simply by our touch. It's amazing studies uh, that they've done on, on, on touch, Actually, even some new ones about autism, and they're they're thinking that um, because we're not holding our babies as much anymore, that there's that autism is on the increase. But but even from an early age, little guys need touch. They need to be held. They need to be snuggled. They need be, they need to be drawn close in that physical touch. Uh, scripture is full of it, isn't it? In the Old Testament, they would lay their hands on and they would bless them. Isaac and Jacob. Uh, they, they want to get a blessing from their dad. Jacob tricks his older brother, goes in, and his dad's touching him all over there to give him his blessing. And he's kind of worried about, you know, your arms feel like Isaac's, but, like there's, but there's this aspect of the blessing that, was, that involved physical touch. Uh, scripture's full of it. Actually, the Old Testament um, talks about um, we are sheltered um, under God's wings under the shadow of his wings. And I don't think that God's a bird creature up there, but I think he's saying, this is my sweet spot right here. This is where I want to hold you. That there's something really powerful even about a hug that communicates love, that communicates love. We were in a service back in Missouri a few years back, and uh, during the, the welcome greeting time, they said, go get up and hug somebody. And I'm not a real big hugger, you know, 
Growing up, we never hugged, but um, like so as I was going around just hugging people, and I hugged this one lady who was a friend of ours, and she'd watched our kids some of the time, and she just started crying. I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Uh, she's crying, crying, crying. I go, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And she, we, she, I, she shared with me, she said, you know, I was keeping track, and, and I stopped counting after about 21 days, but, but I, nobody's, ever, nobody's touched me in X amount of days. That's sad. She lives alone. She's a single gal. Like, but just to, to, to be hugged, to be loved. And, and she was crying out for it. To quote Winnie the Pooh, the great theologian, uh, Winnie says, there's no such thing as too much hug. There's no such thing as too much hug. And I think when it comes to our kids, that's really true. That's really true. Remember the story of Jesus? Uh, disciples are trying to shoo the kids away, but Jesus is receiving them to himself. And I don't, I don't think that's a, hi, kids, I receive you. I think it was like, yeah, get up, you know, like, pop him on his lap, holding them close into the sweet spot and just going, hi. And, so he, and he was blessing them. He was blessing them. Sometimes uh, that's all we need, isn't it? From God, from others, I just need a hug to convey God's blessing. Second part of this thing called the blessing. Let's uh, find my thing here. The spoken word. This is our microphone that's been through a lot. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad that the batteries wore out because it had all these weird noises you can make with your microphone. But, but there's a power in spoken words to convey blessing. Still remember them, can't you? Words spoken to you by different people. We talked about it a little bit earlier with James. But, but there's something very, very powerful about our words. Something that is not, could be, because of your words. Because of your words. I wonder sometimes if the reason a lot of people aren't able to give away a blessing is because they've never received a blessing themselves. They've never received a blessing themselves that there's never been anybody who, who said to them, hey, I love you. Hey, you're awesome. Hey, you're great. Growing up uh, in our family, a farm family, um, my dad never heard his own dad tell him, I love you. And so my dad never told us, I love you. So it, it, it kind of created in, within us, within this dynamic of our family, this, this competitiveness for dad's attention or dad's approval and, and never really knowing if we ever got it. You'd come in from a work project and working hard and, and you'd tell what happened and there would be a criticism of three things you didn't do right. So for the longest time, I, I, I thought God was like that. That I would go to him to pray and God's, God's first thing would be going, well, you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you didn't do this and you suck. <laughs> but God, I'm trying, I'm really trying. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, and hearing things, even in church, God loves you. It would hit this wall of me of, Oh, yeah, but I'm sure he's got four things he's really critical about that, that I've done. It wasn't until later in my life that my dad was finally able to say, I love you. And, and it changed him and it changed our relationship. But there's, there's still a, a part of me that it's hard for me to hear that or, or to, to understand affirmation because of, the, of growing up in that. And I still feel like sometimes with, with my kids, I'm like that. That, that Andy, yes, it was, can I tell the story? And, and yet, no, okay. 
it was, was weed eating. And, and he did the first job, and I was like, oh, no, here's, a, here's your, you need to, need to change it. And he goes, Dad, and I was like, son. And, and, finished and, I was, and when he got done, I was just like, hey, I love you. I'm not trying to be picky. I do care about you. Thank you for getting sweaty and doing the weed eating. But here's some spots you could increase or improve on. Like, but I find myself even <laughs> giving that, that same thing away. To be able to verbally give away a blessing. I think unless we hear it, <laughs> uh, it, it may be impossible for us to hear the affirmations of God. God's saying to you, well done, good and faithful servant. Or God's saying, I love you. From the foundations of the world, I love you. While you were still a sinner, I died for you. I will be with you to the very end of the age. Hey, you are faithful with little. I want to give you much. Being able to hear those affirmations from God. And until we do... (laughs) I wonder if we can give them away to other people. I love asking God this question whenever I'm in a crowd or whenever I'm doing stuff. I love to ask God this question. God, what do you think about that person? This week we were, uh, went out for coffee with a couple guys from the mission and we went to Bennett's, who has the most awesome donuts in the world. You guys ever been there? Okay, some of you, yes, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you, you'll have to go or I'll buy some for you. Okay, anyway, um, we were sitting outside eating, or eating, our donuts, eating and drinking coffee and uh, up walked this guy and he was helping a handicapped lady. And they, they were going so slow. They, like he'd, he'd help her, and she was like so shaky. She could take one step, and then they were waiting. And it was, it was kind of warm outside. Um, and he, he'd help her and took another step. And um, it, it was really dramatic. Like we were sitting outside. The, the inside was full, and he was helping her, helping her. It took probably two minutes, three minutes for him just to get up the handicap ramp and sit down at a table. And so I was just asking God, God, what do you think? And I felt like God said, I'm so, look at this guy's heart for this woman. I don't know if, his, if she was his wife or what. And, and, and he helped her to sit at the table and, um, and she was really worried and she was kind of you know, yelling, really talking really loud, don't leave me, don't leave me. And then he was, he was trying to figure out a way to go in and get her something to drink. And, um, and I felt like I was just saying, oh, look, at, look how much he loves her. And he, he, he was trying to leave her and go inside and get his, get his drink, but he couldn't. So I, I felt like I was like, tapping me on those shoulders at moments going, hey, go, go bless this guy. So I walked up and I said, hey, can I, can I help you? He goes, oh, yeah, um, I, I can't leave her. Would you, I, I mean, I can't go into order. I go, what do you want? So I went inside and brought it back. And, and I said, I, God wants to bless you. Bless you for what you're doing. And he just looked at me like, uh, thanks. <laughs> but I felt like God, it was, it was fun. It was like the, the highlight of my day. It was just to say, I think God's so proud of you for what you're doing. But how often do we do that? Just giving away verbally the blessing. Third element of the blessing. Uh, these are medals. Uh, I stole them from my son. Uh, I didn't tell you. Thanks, Andy. Um, God places with his blessing a high value on us. He places a high value on us. More than his own life, he loved you and me. Uh, we live in a world that, that probably values you based upon your productivity, what you can put out. If that's $5 an hour, if that's $20 an hour, whatever that might be, your, your value is based upon your productivity. But we, we have a God who values you based on who you are. And he places a high value on you. 
you with your children. God wants you to be able to put a high value on them and to say, you are more important to me than anything else. Uh, it's, it's the husband who answers correctly when his wife calls and said, I wrecked the car, who says, honey, that's just metal and plastic. Are you okay? Are you okay? And, and honestly, I'm not there. I, I have a hard time. I'm in the middle of... Actually, this happened a month ago, well, maybe a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, but um, Mariah was driving, was, was taking the kids to the youth group on Thursday night, and she was, you know, there, we had extra people who were going to youth group with them, and they were all laughing and heading out the door, and I was like, and there was stuff in the driveway, and, and her mom yells at Mariah and says, hey, be careful backing on the driveway because there's bikes, and Mariah goes, yeah, we'll get them, we'll get them, and so they moved one of the bikes, but Micah left his bike way down at the end of the driveway, um, right by the mailbox, kind of out of sight, and so they jump in the car, they, they make the curve, fine, get down to the end of the driveway, and, and we're inside here, this, and I was like, ah, oh, no, the car, it's her, it's her only, you know, it's the good car, everything else has dents in it, and I was like, not the car, so we, like, go run outside, and I'm like, like, see underneath the back of the car, is this, you know, Micah's bike kind of crumpled, and the, the plastic on the, the edge of the bumper's ripped, and I was like, and, and I was like, oh, I'm in trucking. Okay. Like, but then I just thought, okay, she's worked hard. She's bringing extra people to youth group. What kind of daughter is, you know, what What kind of daughter is that? And I got in there, I was like, I love you. You know, she goes, Daddy, you okay? I was like, it's, I'm all right. And I got the bike out and I go, okay, drive careful. You go to youth group. And so, and I didn't say the 40 million things I wanted to say. You know, like, and I went inside and I was like, and I just thought through, I have, a, we have, I have great kids. You know, they try their best. They're not, they're not belligerent. And she's even taking extra people to youth group. What, and, bless her. God, she's more important than that stupid car. Much more important than that stupid car. Fifth part of the blessing. Being able to picture a special future for your child or someone else. It's the ability to see far away what they themselves can't see. Uh, your ability to even um, envision things that they can't even envision for themselves right now. Proverbs 22.6, one of those famous parenting verses says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. And, and, and I think it's been wrongly interpreted, this verse, that Doggone it, train your child. Get them, you know, get them disciplined. Spank them when they need it. Spank them harder when they need it. Uh, train them. But actually it's the picture, more of the emphasis in this, this verse is on in the way that he should go. That, that a parent, and you, and even with the lives of people around you, you have this ability to see, oh my gosh, this person would make a great whatever. <laughs> oh, look out, like for Bill, for Bill's dad to be able to see, oh, you love to read, son. Yeah, athletics aren't for you. I think you might make a great doctor. That's, that's to train a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. The, the ability to picture a, a special future for them. Uh, Jacob, before he dies, blesses his 12 sons in Scripture. And it, it's interesting that he tells them each different things, but they all come to be. The prophecy that he made about them, the, this future that he saw for them, came about. It, was, it became real because he was able to picture that special future for them. Josiah, our oldest son, went away to college uh, two years ago. 
And uh, he's a good kid, loves God, was, got involved with a Christian group on campus. When he, he'd come home on weekends, we'd talk about what, how, what's been going on. He's like, oh, this is great. We, we did this. We hung out this late. We were, played these games, and we pulled these pranks on these people. Dad, it was great, you know. And he, he wasn't drinking or anything, but he was just busy with stuff and having fun, and it was, it was okay. And we'd, we'd talk about what we'd set on a major. Well, no, but I, I've got time. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep praying. You know, so he kept working. And so I had this idea, which was I was like, that uh, if he was going to learn his giftedness and learn what God wanted him to be or become, <laughs> then he would need to, to be, be willing to serve people. So I, I called him up and I said, son, I just have this idea. I was praying for you that that maybe the thing for you is to look for opportunities to serve other people. That then you'll find out what your gifts are, where God wants you to be, what, what he wants you to do. It's like, okay, Dad, thanks. And he have the phone out. And I didn't know if he was thinking, crazy Dad, you know, or, 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 or what would happen. And, and a couple weeks went by, and I called him and said, hey, are you coming home this weekend? He's like, oh, no, Dad, on, on Saturday we're taking international students to Walmart, and we're going to go shopping with them and kind of hang out with them. And I go, oh, well, what about after the Walmart trip? Well, no, we're going we're gonna to do this other, we're, we're going to the nursing home thing to do this other thing. And, and I got off the phone, and I was like, oh, he's not coming home. But then I, I, it, it hit me. Oh, oh he's, he's got it. <laughs> he's got it. And, and it's been a life change thing for him. And, and I feel like God gave me that little window of picture to see, hey, you, your son can be serving, and, and, and he'll, he'll learn about what God wants him to be. Picturing a special future. Last element of the blessing. Commitment. Commitment. Actually, I have an extra one. Oh, sorry. Good catch. Here we go. Uh, Left-handed. Okay. Oh. Commitment. Give it up for the sun. Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Commitment. Uh, it's that ability to stick with it for the long haul. It, it's the dad. It's the, it's the parent. It's you and your relationship that you're not ever going to give up. Read Romans 8 sometimes and, and see God's commitment to you and I that nothing can separate us from his love. He's going to stick with you and I to the very end. That kind of commitment. Uh, having troubles with your child right now and you're thinking, man, they're so obstinate, I want to kick them out of the house, I want to, you know, yeah, I'm done with them, and they're only three, you know. <laughs> well, doggone it, you can stick it out longer than they can, okay? Your love has the ability to change them, to change them. And if we're all honest, and I, and I appreciate this, just... Dad told us the things, he, you know, he did wrong, so we won't do them. That's, that's awesome. He's going to love us through that phase. Somebody didn't give up on you, you know, and God isn't going to give up on them either. Commitment um, to the very end. Jesus, I think, this, 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 this verse fascinates me, especially when you think about the blessing, is that you and I um, have the ability to overcome evil with good. Actually, we're commanded, don't, be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, Romans 12 puts it this way. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. 
Blessed do not curse. Jesus lived out every aspect. Let me tip it over yet. Um, Jesus lived out every aspect of the blessing, didn't he? That, that he, he was hurled insults, curses upon him, but he didn't retaliate at all. Instead, he prayed for them. Even the two thieves next to him, who hurl, at one part in the dialogue were hurling insults at him. And he, he instead does not do that. You and I have the ability with the blessing to, to change the course of history. We in this city have the ability to change the course of history if we are willing to give out that blessing, not just in our families, but at reaching out of our families with that. Can I pray for us this morning? Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now that you do long to bless us, you, Father, I think you even want to reverse the curse and, and help us to be able to see what you see in us. Lord, thank you for godly parents. Thank you for those uh, who have loved us. Even, oh, I know that some here this morning have not had that. And, and you long uh, to be that type of father to them. You, you long for us as the family of God to surround them and, and to speak words, give hugs, Picture special futures. Be committed. And place high value on them. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. We long uh, to bless you back. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.